The following program has been pre-recorded. Hey, this is Milton Glick, and I want to remind you, you're listening to a repeat performance of a show that we did on Easter in 2019. So some of the information may not be exactly perfect, but we hope you enjoy the show. And happy Easter from everybody at Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 AM, The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Garden South Texas, our Easter edition. Nursery is closed today, so we have come out. Uh, well, we're the only ones out here. I know. They thought, well, nobody's shopping. That's oh, not right. We're going to get any walk-up questions. <laughs> from the crowd? <laughs> from be no, the crowd? There'll be no questions from the crowd today, so <laughs> don't even bother. Now, the nursery's closed. They want to let the employees nice. celebrate with family, and uh, so uh, you can celebrate with us. There uh, you go. Have us as part of your Easter. And uh, we'll, uh, the nursery's open again tomorrow. But uh, every Easter we do this, we'll have some music and lots of good stuff and lots of great information. And I realized what we should have done, it's too late now, but we should have asked <laughs> last weekend what people wanted us to cover as topics. So next time we'll do No, that. they don't call me. Oh, okay. They're not going to call them. That for complicates them. things. I, I don't mean, want to tell them. When we decide, call. it's oh, much okay. easier. Yeah. That's, okay, then let's decide. <laughs> All right, so where do we want to start? I don't know. I haven't got any ideas. No, me <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Well, <laughs> um, the tomatoes are uh, are kind of in the prime. Uh, they're starting to set fruit, and yeah, you've uh, already seen some uh, diseases out there. Oh yeah, Kevin and I were talking before before we found you up here at the studio, and uh, he said that the first tomatoes to set fruit. Yeah, the, well, the rodeo tomato. That's right. This year's rodeo yeah. tomato. And they look good. The plants look good too. They're not very large. They're only yeah three. Oh, and the half plants feet are smaller. Tall. Yeah, but they're they look you know look solid and sturdy and uh, they got blooms on and uh, fruit fruit too. Yeah. What's the largest fruit about the size of a golf ball? That's right. Yeah, might right. Guess. maybe a little a little smaller than a golf ball. And uh, your uh, tycoon hadn't got any fruit on it. You know, I didn't didn't look close. Okay. I just I was uh, working on another part of the garden, and I just noticed as I went by. But I oh, I didn't good. go down every I should have, but I didn't go down every uh, variety to see. And so, if people other... if people want to plant that variety, do you remember the number? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Eighty-eight forty-nine. Look at you! Wow, that's pretty good. I know it. For some reason, I can't remember this year. No, it's it doesn't, doesn't flow. HM eighty eight forty nine. Yeah. So and then the uh, the other one was eighteen twenty three. Yeah. That that's that's what's on the market. I don't have I don't have eighteen twenty three this year. Now my uh, BHN nine sixty eight sixty eights are have fruit on them. Do they? It's yeah. a cherry tomato. It's supposed to have fruit. Well, on. I'm just telling you. <laughs> so that's yeah, I was going to give it to someone as a gift, but I think uh-huh. it's too late now. Now that it's already growing and I've... Oh, it's oh, still fruit? in the pot? Yeah. Oh, well. I potted it into a bigger pot. Oh, good. And I was going to drive okay. it to them. Okay, good. And, uh, yeah, so I guess I could still do that. But, yeah. And uh, more about Milton's garden, uh, just real <laughs> quick. So I think I figured out the strawberry 
culprit is indeed a squirrel. Yeah. Because I keep finding my strawberries buried. Oh no! Under the soil. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's, it's loose potting soil. It's a pot, and then you did. They eat them. Well, they didn't. Maybe they're not ripe yet. But they, no. were, they were buried. They don't care. No. No. Usually they'll taste taste them if they're not ripe. You. Oh, they just, just waste throw them, them down. They just take a bite out of them. Yeah. Okay. Oh man. Oh, that's strange. It is strange. Of course, the squirrel squirrels got as many personalities as there are <laughs> yeah <laughs> individuals out there. But well, anyway, uh, yeah, the tomatoes are doing good, and so and Millburger has still got some tomato transplants. Uh, a very good selection of. Uh, and uh, tomato transplant, and you can you can buy the one if you had. The, uh, sorry if you had uh, hail damage, but you can replace your tomatoes with uh, the large and the one gallon ready for action. Uh, right, and you won't you won't fall behind because of the hail either. And, and that, Jer- Jerry made a point of that last time about. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, if you've had hail damage, and you tomato, you think you're going to let them grow back? No, don't do it. They'll make grow back, but you yeah. uh, they would weeping. rather have fruit. They were, <laughs> yeah. Well, they have stem, the stems. Oh, that yeah. And uh, are weakened, weakened and, by the hail. They are damaged by the hail, and uh, it may not. The stem may not fall off or bend over, but it's damaged enough so when that thing yeah. gets a fruit load on it, they'll snap, snap off. That was interesting last week too. Uh, we can switch back to tomatoes again, but uh, that we saw the. First, really uh, definitive uh, evidence of the freeze damage on uh, early peaches. Oh yeah, that guy brought in a, yeah. a very good sample. I yeah. was looking at it from the opposite end of the table from where Calvin sits, and uh, I was looking at the foliage for something, and I said that foliage looks good. And uh, <laughs> then y'all told me about the fruit, and th- there was the fruit hanging on there. That's right, just little. Uh, just kind of uh, like they're inside size. out, you yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah, and uh, but he had a few, uh, which we would expect. He had a few that uh, escaped, so he was harvesting full-size fruit. Now this is a really early peach. We were trying to figure out yeah. which variety it was. We said it was booming uh, Christmas time or before. Yeah, that's what he said. So that really makes it uh, uh, vulnerable to the freezes. <laughs> you know, I don't think. Uh, uh, Florida King blooms at Christmas, does it? No, Florida King's February, a little more March. Yeah, I think February, early February. That where you got a fairly good chance here in San Antonio with uh, now. I think I think the uh, Florida Kings are looking good. They've got quite a few fruit. They'll have some. some mine has some fruit that look, looks like it's no, frozen. Good. But uh, you know, it's like just like we thinned it on purpose. Yeah, you know, Calvin. Uh, Calvin's a shy pruner. Uh, oh. Shy thinner. Oh. Excuse me, shy thinner. Well, it didn't used to be. I was <laughs> uh, my on the peach orchard. I tried everything. I had a uh, pressure washers <laughs> and a whole crews. Yeah, tried to thin, and uh, it's very difficult to to thin early peaches. But because you, know, you got to prune if, the bloom, uh, you got to yeah. thin the blooms. Yeah, if you are successful, you know your 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 price can be twice twice hmm. three times as much as the wow. For a little, you know, a golf course, uh, you know, like a spring gold, which is mm-hmm. golf ball size. If you thin it, it'll be potentially nearly twice that size, and uh, the price, the wholesale price, would be double, oh, double yeah. too. But people are kind of hesitant about it, mainly because, like this guy, this guy that brought his 
peaches. He had thinned, right? He Didn't did. you tell me he had thinned? Yeah, he thins every year. And then he got year. frozen out? Thins every year, yeah. And I'm proud of him. There are very few people that thin fruit, especially Satsumas. And you're going, you're going to have to thin that tree out there by when Charles and them are not there. That tree that we saw blooming so profusely out there at the Millburgers nursery Uh-oh. in that container. That's, oh, that's let Milton do it, and then we can there you catch go. him. Well, yeah. we can, you can tell me you were teaching me how to. Yeah. <laughs> he said, Milton said, what? <laughs> Oh, no, we just, never told him. He's just not Why would we tell him that? That's no. silly. You know us better than that, Charles. We wouldn't tell him that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I see how it's working. What is that? Or do you want to say? Is well, it, I know it's citrus, isn't it? Yeah, satsuma. satsuma? Oh, cool. Okay. In, the, in, that, in that... Straight in front of us. Straight in front of us. Yeah. It, it was full of bloom. Mm. Now, I haven't looked at it close enough to see whether it's got a uh, little fruit on it or not. But uh, they'll show up a little bit later. If, uh, if they set fruit. Well, and I did another comparison of uh, my little uh, veteran loquats that uh, uh-huh. uh, under, you know, less than golf uh, ball size. And then yeah. the, the very large ones, and the large ones are are really ripe now. Size of an egg? Yeah, they are. And the, bir- the birds and squirrels are really latching onto them and liking them. But um, they're... At best, bland compared to the sweet, hmm. sweet yeah. uh, fruit out, out front, the littler, littler ones. So, uh, yeah. Um, so but I don't know if that's. I, I got, got big I noticed, seed. In, I noticed the, the second second tree also has some. I'll have to, have to check and see that all of them are have that. If you sacrifice taste for that big, they should. Fruit. They should because they're they're gra- they are a rooted plant. In other words, they're all the same. Uh, should be all the same. Seeds no larger. It's just a big. You get a lot more uh, flesh. Yeah, well, yeah. Nice, in other words, nice if you grow, grow them commercially, uh, you would uh, use this bigger one. Yeah. And uh, you know where where Mister Moore kept the birds off of them? Uh, the guy that brought it from China, wrap each one of them. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> wrap each one. Well, of them. I've seen I've seen them wrap uh, persimmons too. Yeah. He used to wrap persimmons. And what the heck? Now, what do you wrap them with? Uh, just uh, something, a uh, piece of cloth. Okay, so the fruit doesn't actually have to get sun. It's got, almost oh. like a, what's that, what's that material that sticks together? You can just wrap <laughs> a piece of, like in your shoes. Saran wrap? Yeah. Or? yeah. But they'll, they, 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 help me on this, with the, the uh, oriental... The pears. Yeah, oriental pears. Yeah. yeah. We, there was a few years back, we were... Well, testing a lot of those and uh, trying them, and uh, it turned out that in uh, their their country of origin, that's what they did. They basically yeah, wrapped, wrapped every it. single one of them. Wow! So that the birds, they were they were pretty valuable, tasty, oh, yeah. wonderful. But here we had only about what a couple of varieties that stood the test. So tough to grow. Yeah. We are listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. This is our Easter edition, and uh, the nursery is closed today, as a reminder, and but we'll be open again tomorrow. Uh, so we're just going to cover a variety of topics. Just uh, sit back and enjoy. There's no need to give a phone number, although I probably accidentally <laughs> will. Are you going to be able to go through the whole program? I don't know. That phone number? I'm not sure. This could. I bet he's going to slip. I bet you're right. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't take that bet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so don't call us at 
No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but check it out, and let's see. What else is going on? Um, well, people are still fighting the weeds. Oh, really? We're, <laughs> oh, yeah, big time. And uh, my the Easter Bunny couldn't even get through my neighbor's yard because of the weeds. Mm. She had, she had, they haven't mowed. Mm-hmm. I've mowed three times, and I've still got weeds. I wonder why they're not mowing. Maybe they have no lawnmower. You clearly well, don't you, live in a uh, homeowner's association That's not the first thing you think about as a solution for weeds like that. You, you know, we get a lot of good gardeners that kind of just kind of stare at us when we say, well, the best way to uh, address the issue or to at least get it in control is the mow. Yeah. And then it's just not, not something they thought about. Now, some things don't mow real well. The I've been fighting with that black medic <laughs> clover stuff. If you let that get big, I mean, that's tough. It's tough to pull and it's tough yeah. to cut. String mower is tough with it. Um, uh, so the, this is just the, the year of the weed, I think. <laughs> and they're yeah. really doing well. That timing, you know, when you have a freeze in that November, it kind of bears the ground. Mm-hmm. So all the seed can get a, a seed that can take advantage of the bare ground in the middle of November was ready. And then there was not any rain after that, so it, that that was one of the requirements that you had to have a seed that could germinate with, based on a little bit of rain that mm-hmm. we had. And boy, we sure have the weeds that managed it. Kind of like the blue bonnets; they they need the same stuff as blue bonnets need. Now, have you got any? Uh, now my uh, bed straw is almost is disappeared. Yeah, well, other than the, what the dogs find to drag drag in. <laughs> drag in. Um, yeah, that bed was bad early. Yeah, but uh, that uh, black medic, that's that's got a uh, little rounded uh, burrs too. They're not Uh-oh. they're not like sand burrs. I mean, they don't mm-hmm. po- poke a, a wound, but they uh, they get tangled for sure. Oh lord! So I'm just finding all kinds of new uh, <laughs> new weeds. We'll have to we'll have to dig. Maybe declare uh, we've declared the sustainable. Winter long. Yeah, you said they were amongst your uh, petunias. Well, they were they were, uh, you know, where you oh, like the Brussels sprouts mm-hmm. and uh, all my uh, oh, cabbages and uh, the broccoli's long gone, uh, but uh, carrots and things like that that you that you let sit in a garden a long time, and uh, they just kind of. Taking advantage of the high fertility, oh and lord, the irrigation, and uh, they've done a fine job of uh, pr- producing a. Are they in your onions? Actually, no. I've been I've been weeding the oh, onions. Oh, okay, good. Um, so, and the onions are bulbing now. Oh yeah, bit. gosh, and they look good. And we've uh, they haven't fallen over yet. The tops. Uh, there was some some that got blown on the wind mm. the wind a bit. So I'm hoping that won't be uh, the end of a uh, production. But we've been, we've done a pretty good job this year for the first time of uh, thinning, yeah. You know, using that even six inches in between, yeah, because they get four and a half, uh, five inch bulbs. Yeah, and it surprises you how quickly they'll uh, take advantage and start once they start that bulbing. Yeah, if you've been fertilizing, right? When is it, Jerry? Is it time on uh, our okra peppers? Can we get our peppers? Should we put our peppers in the garden yet? <laughs> Well, I think so. Um, I, th- I, th- I think the soil, even though it, we have some cold snaps, 
I think the soil is warmed up uh, enough to do the okra and pepper. Uh, we we again we we talked about it yes, uh, yesterday that we still got some real grandy gold peppers out here, and uh, this is this is the uh, say, seed that we gathered last year. And uh, we gave them uh, gave them to the grower and uh, just a just a handful of seed, and they, these are the plants that came from that handful of seed. So, and um, of course, Millburger bought the lion's share of, of the transplants. Does that mean they bought all of them? Yeah, most uh-huh. of them. <laughs> we always have my old extension. Uh, 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 morals don't let let me sell them all. However, they have done that a few times. Well, I noticed in that in our articles, uh, they uh, for a while, especially earlier, early in our careers, in the articles, they they didn't always the extension service didn't like it when we mentioned no, no. products. Mm-mm. But they got over that because it, it they just gave up. I think. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's really. You're not giving the full story if you, uh, especially if you got new products coming online. Yeah. Or you got uh, timing is so important. You got you, you just got to kind of discuss. Yeah. The, the advantages of each each product and. Uh, and we make sure the products are available from the. And so and now it doesn't matter because we're retired. But. No. <laughs> Hey, let's take a quick break while we do. Just uh, sit back. Should people call in, Milton? I don't think they will. No, no, no oh. don't call in. Well, that's because you haven't there. given the phone number. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to do it. All right. It's our Easter show from uh, broadcast. We're recording this earlier in the week for our broadcast today. We'll cover more topics and maybe even mix in some music in just a little while. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. On behalf of everybody at Millburgers, we want to wish you and your family a safe and happy Easter holiday. I want to tell you about some of the things that are on sale. You know, Trace alluded to the fact that he was going to put stuff on sale that has never been on sale before, and I think I know what he's talking about. One of them is the Marguerite Sweet Potato Vine, an attractive heart-shaped leaf that remains lime in color throughout the season, has trailing habit of growth, plant in sun to shade, great for mass planting, hanging baskets or container. You ready for this? In the four-inch pot, 98 cents each. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on blue bonnets, pink gara, blue plumbago, gold star esperanza, tropical hibiscus. This is one of my favorites. August Beauty Gardenia. They're absolutely gorgeous, and they're now just $14.88, regularly $19.99. Boston fern hanging baskets and much, much more. For all the details, go to millburgernursery.com, where you can find out how you can get curbside service from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. And we're just talking to you. that We're recording this program earlier in the week. Uh, and uh, we have uh, just lots of great information that you'll enjoy. And uh, we'll tell you uh, that if you want more information on what's happening at the nursery, for instance, they're closed today, uh, you can go to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com to get all that information. All right. So, so is there um there are newsletter on the inter- on the internet too. They can mm-hmm. look uh, some really good articles there. There they can check out. And then of course you can always go and you should go to Plant Answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And you'll find that when we're talking about topics, a lot of times uh, we'll refer you to PlantAnswers.com because they're always uh, we always have a 
a follow-up in more detail on each of those topics we talk about. Um, that, you know, thing, things like diagrams for pruning. Yeah. And, How to prepare your tomato trans- your tomato plant for, for uh, the top fruit. To- yeah, for the top for, tomato content. For contest. the top tomato content. Coming up June 8th at Millburgers. Are we having a June 8th? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that, yes, we that, are. June that's 8th important. is the top tomato contest. That's important, too. I I feel bad for people that uh, have these really nice tomatoes, yeah. and they don't follow the recommended procedure. I mean, they still get the the Millburgers uh, um, $10, $10 gift certificate. But if they uh, took a little, uh, had a little more knowledge about the, how to prepare those uh Fruits for display and everything, they, they'd have a very good chance of one of the big prizes. Yeah. yeah. They've got to leave the stems on. Yeah. But the stems have to be neatly cut. You, you, want, to, you want them like you were displaying them at the grocery store. And you want them all the same ripeness and, and yeah, uniformity. I see, you know, that's, that the uniformity is a key. Because yeah. Sometimes people will say, well, this one, the... Of the three, this is the biggest, so we'll have it. Right. But then these other two are, don't match. But they've got three that are perfect, <laughs> perfectly matched and are good size. Yeah. Uh, blemish free. That that that's the, really the ones that win the, the prizes. Yeah. People people can't resist throwing that big one in though, Kevin. That's right. Now you got to have three tomatoes, and they'll have two very uniform tomatoes, and then they got one big one. They put the big one in there. Yeah, or yeah, the strips oh, that are different. It's a different degree of uh, ripeness. Yeah. Now, we've, in some years, we've had, uh, you, you, if you have, uh, some years, three green tomatoes could win. But they're, yeah. again, it's uniform, and it depends on the year, because um, sometimes it's a little cooler to start the yeah. summer. Yeah. But there is one category where that big tomato was... Yeah. doesn't have to be perfectly shaped or anything. doesn't even have to be pretty. It could be heavy. <laughs> yep. Okay, I'll, I'll read you the... Uh, the there are two divisions. There's cherry and smaller tomatoes, and in those, the entries must include a minimum of six tomatoes. Division number two... With stem attached. Yes. Thank you. With uh, t- uh, Division number two is regular tomatoes. Entries must include a minimum of three marketable Tomatoes. Uh, stems should be left on approximately a half inch in length, green and fresh on the stems. Cherry hey. tomatoes can still be on the vine. All <laughs> tomatoes should be uniform in size, color, shape, and maturity. There you go. Color of maturity and ripeness depends on the variety from green to ripe red. Right. Let's see. Um, green wrap, yeah. The uh, prizes. <clears throat> First place in each division. Uh, is $75 gift certificate to Millburgers. What? Yep, $75 gift certificate. On each category? Each division, uh-huh. Wow. So if you if you get first place in the cherry or smaller, you get a $75 gift certificate. Or if you get first place in regular tomato, you get a $75 gift certificate. Second place is a $50 gift certificate. Okay. Uh, biggest tomato by weight gets a $100 Millburgers Whoa. gift certificate. I know. <laughs> and the best of show champion... Which is chosen from the uh, the winners of uh, the first two, yeah. uh, gets an additional fifty dollar gift certificate. Wow! In addition to the division prize, yeah. So there's that's one. Good, that's good there's, money. No, there's, there's, there's one category too that kind of misses the. Uh, that's kind of could be a, a a good way for somebody to gain 
a prize, and that's that uh, the other other vegetable category. What yeah, the salad called? bowl. Salad bowl. So that would be that's a, a display. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this year, a lot of years we say, well, what's what's ripe for, or what what is available in the garden? Sometimes it's thin thin pickings, but this year. Uh, well, it might be the other way around. It might be true. <laughs> Everything might be overripe by then, yeah. too. So then you can't you, have tomatoes in there either. Can no. You? Yeah, no tomatoes. So peppers are generally a key. Yeah, peppers are good. Green beans. Onions. Onions. Yeah, the onions, onions are pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so potatoes. Mm-hmm. There yeah. you go. Junior. Bring a bowl filled with your best vegetables picked fresh from your garden, but do not include tomatoes. The best display of non-tomato veggies will win a $50 Millburgers gift certificate. You know what I think we'll, uh, let's see, the, no, that's a whole month. Uh, I was thinking that the, uh, oh, the Swiss chard might make it. I think uh, the rutabagas will still make it, won't they? They might. <laughs> uh, that's immediate disqualification. Yeah, the Swiss, Swiss chard is, is glow-in-the-dark ye- yellow and uh-huh. pink and orange and red. And then there's this Dallas the volleyball. Uh, yeah, and just about as large, if not larger. <laughs> yeah. The first medicine could, balls I found out were actually carve it, carve it up. Yeah, you could. Oh, that'd be cool. You could have a rutabaga carving Carve rutabaga. Oh, that'd be neat. Next year, we're doing that. Um, and uh, just for coming out and entering uh, salad bowl or tomato, Millburgers is going to thank you with a ten dollar gift certificate to the nursery to be used that day. So all these de- details are at millburgernursery.com. Again, millburgernursery.com. But we'll keep talking about it. But yeah, yeah so it's, I'll put it on plan answers cool. when you get closer. Yeah, so, on the front page. And I think tomorrow we're having the rutabaga. Uh oh, I, I, really? I, I did bring it. I'm to sorry the people, about that. They, uh, did they know it? What, even what it was? No, their eyes got huge. It's like, <laughs> what the? And yeah, they're like, I don't, what do you want us to do with that? Well, this is the rutabaga. You just, you know how to fix it, right? <laughs> no. And so we, uh, we went ahead and Kevin brought did you help rutabaga. Them chunk it? No, no, no. Uh, Laura and I are going to chunk it up and, okay, and cook good. it up with butter and stuff. Because that, that's always uh, discouraging when you. The peeling is relatively easy because everybody yeah. peels beets and things like that, carrots even. Uh, but then when you uh, then when you try to chunk it, it's, it's a it's oh, a pretty yeah. dense, dense mass. It's dense. But uh, then you then you get it, you boil it and uh, <laughs> just mash it. Yeah. How many days do you boil it? Actually, it takes for that thing it would take a couple hours. <laughs> really? Well, it's a day. It's uh, it's, pretty, it's a pretty dense vegetable. But there. it's cubed. Okay, yeah. so it doesn't. Uh, I'm I'm saying that because of uh, Judy yeah. mentioned that, and she says because I was saying, well, you know, I was smiling and saying that everybody liked the rutabagas, and and then I say, all you do is peel it, chunk it, and she says, and boil it for two hours. Uh. <laughs> the woman on the internet who was giving her recipe said it took her about 10 minutes of boiling for it to be done. Well, that it, seems kind of short. She might have a, you know, if you have enthusiasm for it, it might be reflected in the shortest. Is it, like, a, is it like a potato? Do you know when it's done, when you, it softens? Oh, yeah, yeah. It softens yeah. Like, a, like a potato, yeah. Irish potato. Now, you can eat it. I've been eating a lot of beets. That's that's my favorite uh, from the garden, beet greens and beets. Um, now the but the 
rutabagas can, you know, you can eat the little squares like you do with the beets, but they're they're not sweet. They're pretty bland, the rutabagas. So you you want to get mm-hmm. mix it in some kind of recipe or have some kind of butter or something in there too with it. Yeah, I think you were talking to some uh, walk-up uh, question last week. And uh, did you, you didn't hear the, the lady called in and was asking, will the beet greens get bitter as the beet gets bigger? No, I don't, I th- I don't think the, so far my beet greens haven't. The, what they do is, though, they get tattered. If you, uh, you know, the old, go long, longer into the season, into yeah. the, just like that, that rutabaga foliage was, yeah. had the uh, aphids yeah. and things, and it was just torn apart. Uh, so far, the beets haven't done that. They're still looking pretty. But I, don't, I, do, I would expect it to get uh, tattered and torn before you would uh, get, get a strong. real uh, bitter taste from it. Now, on, a, on the beets in the ground... They can get pretty. They can get pretty firm, like the rutabagas. Yeah, but that's what she was worried about. Yeah, and they they flower, right? Beets oh, yeah. in the spring. Later yeah, on, I, both. I, I think they must. Yeah, I, they I just both. can't remember. Yeah, you know, you know everything. The radishes, broccoli, and all that stuff flowers. Yeah, sure you does. remember that they're really showy, and the bees love them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Butterflies like them even. That's a. That's really a. Not not a problem to let them go to go to see the lettuce. Crawford lettuce is uh, <laughs> all over the Bayer County <laughs> and uh, beyond. Beyond is going to see. Was that the white things I saw floating in the air at Millburgers? Yeah, was Crawford reseeding lettuce? <laughs> no. <laughs> Between my blue curl and the Crawford lettuce, no. uh, there won't be any anything any room for anything else naturalizing in my guy. But I take that back. The larkspur, I guess, will always. Find its space for itself too, and lettuce should start bolting pretty uh, flowering pretty soon. Mine is already. Seed, yeah, I've got some. That I don't. I don't have any that are real young. Okay. I've got some that are completely released their seed, and I got some that are. Oh my goodness! Are in that before that stage? Okay. Yeah. If you want to collect the seed, uh, I think our buddy Steve Brown. He what he when it. Looks like cotton. Oh well, maybe people don't know what the cotton looks like. Uh, when it looks like lint, le- looks like lint. There you go. But yeah, Steve used to just get a big, big yeah, sack and put yeah. it in there. You cut it. You cut it. You to cut it thin, and you put it in. He puts it upside down in a paper bag. I would bet. I didn't ask Steve this the other day when I was talking to him, but I would bet that he's got sacks of Crawford lettuce seed at is at home. That at home? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure he'll he brought some with him. Yeah, they'll do good out there. If he doesn't, we can get him some seed. That's so. right. Or maybe we'll drive by his house and throw him in the front yard. Now he he was talk he called to talk about the fertilizer. Is it an issue if fertilizer uh, gets against the the tomato transplants? Yeah. And I said, yeah, it is. <laughs> he said, well, he 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 did that. So I said, well. Well, let me get picky up a few more. And he said, no, I got, he had enough. <laughs> and he's doing a lot of traveling, so. Oh, okay. He probably had visions of me getting him 10 or 12 <laughs> like I used to uh, get him. Yeah. Well, the, the uh, that's a, a problem when people are side dressing. A lot of people uh, get it on, get it around the stems and everything. That's one of the reasons uh, we used to recommend 
this 30, 40 years ago, uh, ammonium sulfate, uh, a fast remo- re- release, pure nitrogen source, and uh, to well, side dress with. Well, that's what your buddy Neil was yeah. rep- still recommends. And it's fast release, so uh, the, if you do use one of those ammonium sulfate products, that it, you know why they don't use ammonium nitrate, Milton? That sounds familiar. Why don't they use? Because <laughs> they that's what, they quit selling it because uh, that's what they use. Boom! Yeah, that's what I thought. Huh? <laughs> I, th- I think that's what blew up Texas City, wasn't it? Or well, wasn't it uh, the uh, the uh, I was thinking of Oklahoma, Oklahoma City? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah. That definitely was Oklahoma City. Huh. But anyway, they, we dropped back. Uh, that's a good product. Oh, really? To use on the on plants. Oh. But uh, we we justified using uh, ammonium sulfate uh, because it, uh, it's got this little bit of sulfur in it, and people think that helps uh, helps the lawn. Now, uh, Milberger's fertilizer has a little bit of well, extra sulfur in it. Okay. And uh, they added that. Uh, and extra iron? Yeah, the iron and sulfur. Okay. Uh, but anyway, they, uh, they've got a good fertilizer. Been on sale the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, and we re- remind everybody, maybe your lawn is not ready to get uh, fertilized yet because your, your, gra- your re- real grass has just started to grow. You want to mow it twice before you fertilize. It might be. May 1st, maybe a little bit afterwards. But uh, take advantage of the sale. Get that uh, slow-release lawn fertilizer um, because you'll use it. You'll use it on your lawn. And then uh, it's also, uh, I think, the best uh, fertilizer to use for vegetable garden flowers in the garden because half of it is quick-release and half of it is slow-release nitrogen. Uh, So you get a a kind of a maintenance. Two to three months. Yeah. Works it works pretty good, and then if you don't push it up against the plant, the, <laughs> yeah, well, in the lawn, the yeah, I've never seen the, I've never seen it burn the lawn. Not like the old days, uh, fertilizer. Yeah. It was relatively easy to burn the lawn with lawn fertilizer. We're getting a lot of. Go ahead. <laughs> I heard or you, you take a break? breath over okay, there. Okay, so you hold, you hold that. We're going we're getting a lot of, and we'll take a break <laughs> and come back and find out more of what Was we're that getting. A tease, Milton? That's what we call in the business a tease. Yes. You don't so, want to give the phone number yet. 210, no. no. <laughs> All right, no phone number today because the nursery is closed and we are at home, I'm hoping, with our families. That's probably somebody at the station. They could call the person at the station. <laughs> just, just wish them a happy Easter at 210-308-8867. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. You're listening to the Easter edition. The nursery is closed today uh, with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulverde Road. On behalf of everybody at Millburgers, we want to wish you and your family a safe and happy Easter holiday. I want to tell you about some of the things that are on sale. You know, Trace alluded to the fact that he was going to put stuff on sale that has never been on sale before, and I think I know what he's talking about. One of them is the Marguerite Sweet Potato Vine, an attractive heart-shaped leaf that remains lime in color throughout the season, has trailing habit of growth, plant in sun to shade, great for mass planting, hanging baskets or container. You ready for this? In the four-inch pot, 98 cents each. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on blue bonnets, 
Pinguera, Blue Plumbago, Gold Star Esperanza, Tropical Hibiscus. This is one of my favorites. August Beauty Gardenia. They're absolutely gorgeous. And they're now just fourteen eighty eight, regularly nineteen ninety nine. Boston Fern Hanging Baskets and much, much more. For all the details, go to MillburgerNursery.com, where you can find out how you can get curbside service from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bulverde Road. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and uh, your ears, because uh, normally I say your questions, but we're going to just let you listen and enjoy the show today. Uh, the nursery's closed. Uh, Millburgers wishes you and your family a very safe and happy Easter. Uh, and they've let the employees off so they can enjoy Easter with their families, too. And uh, so we hope you came out yesterday and had a good time at the uh, Fiesta yeah. celebration. And uh, hopefully we saw you there. That was uh, good. A lot of food. Yeah. So uh, to find out what's happening at Millburgers, like the Top Tomato Contest, or Calvin's going to be there in May doing uh, some stuff on the butterfly Butterfly, garden. yeah. We're going to do like we did last year. Kind of kind of the same idea of the, the Rose Society, you know, where they're they're available to answer questions about the topic so you can bring up whatever question you want we'll have some handouts technical handouts yeah. that you can use um and some of the some of the milbergers team i think will help me out and they are real knowledgeable and and help with the certified butterfly garden but we'll be available from ten thirty until the radio show starts at noon and then again after the radio show will be another hour available to answer questions even during the radio show, I think yeah. uh, Claudette and Roger will probably be around. Yeah. So that's uh, a lot, lots of good information. You can check out the the garden. The thing we talk about, uh, the Certified Butterfly Garden, is shows you how you can have a beautiful landscape feature and also have everything you need to have maxim, maximize butterfly uh, uh, attraction to your property. But also maximize uh, producing butterflies, you know, because uh, you need you need milkweeds in there for the monarchs so that they can lay their eggs. That's the only thing they'll lay their eggs on. Uh, passion vine, Gulf fritillaries, that's yeah. all they'll lay their eggs. Uh, p- parsley and dill and <laughs> all the, uh, the uh, fennel, uh, <laughs> the black swallowtails. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it'll be a, it'll yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Bring your questions, uh, and uh, we'll what, see if we can answer them. What's that date? Uh, hang on, the eleventh, I think. I think so, May eleventh. May eleventh. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'll, I'll double check. But uh, yeah, and then so what? Who certifies that it's a certified butterfly? Uh, there's a couple of national organizations. It uh, is May eleventh. Yeah, a couple of okay. uh, national yeah. organizations, and I, I think uh, Milberg has got two certifications. That, wow. And I can't remember, but the certification involves uh, got to have um, you know basically twelve months of nectar. Hmm. Now, of course, that doesn't work in Minnesota, but it doesn't. <laughs> but the other thing is you got to have a combination of native plants, and you can have some exotics too. Some of our favorite exotics, I think, a lot of folks out there that are interested in butterflies, just like I am, love the love. Paul Cox's porter weed. Yeah. Even though we made fun of Paul for yeah. years. <laughs> for years. But it's uh, it's a fun. <laughs> so it's an exotic plant, a tropical plant, but uh, really has interesting blooms, different blooms, small flowers. But yeah. uh, Jerry Jerry uh, <laughs> checked them out a little bit, and, he, and the, the idea or the theory is that the, 
The reason they're so attractive to butterflies and hummingbirds is that the nectar is so potent. Yeah. Hmm. It's like uh, getting a, a double whiskey at the tavern. Huh? <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, I don't know what that's like. I have no idea. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> uh, the, so. uh, uh, what's neat is that red one, that little red yeah, one. That, that, uh, that's my favorite, too. Yeah. It's the dwarf red. It's it's it's, uh, it's more compact and uh, shows off those one yeah. one flower stems that it has. Yeah, and the the, the blue, the regular size blue, is a is a real nice one too. They're a big big coral. Uh, last last year was uh, there was such a demand for porter weed that they they brought in every kind of porter weed there was, mm-hmm. and one of them was that big coral. I planted it in a half whiskey barrel. It grew about five feet. Oh wow! Never did anything. Never <laughs> bloomed. Never bloomed. Never bloomed. Finally, I got the the blue and the red. That finally, were available on the market. And then one day, the coral decided to, uh. to bloom, and it was unbelievable. It was like a, you know, a big Christmas tree in the center of the, yeah. uh, the garden, and uh, really attracted the all, all of the. Uh, did it do nectar. one bloom at a time? Like the others do? Yeah, it did, but it didn't. It, it was just really thick, uh, spectacular, but it was off and on. Oh, okay. So it was short, the total bloom period was much shorter than the, the, the oh, red okay. and the blue. Hmm. So anyway, that, it's an interesting. I, I, uh, when I write about them, I, I talk about the all-star butterfly plants, and then I say the weirdest plant is the porterweed in your garden. <laughs> so if you want something a little different, that try it out. The other ones... Miss Flower, Milbergers has the Greg's Miss Flower, and they're blooming now. That probably, um, Jerry and I argue a little bit about this. Uh, uh, a lot of people think that that's the one that uh, is most, most like, uh, probably mo- most attractive to plants. The I tropical butterflies. One. Yeah. Because they, they, you know, they'll just cover, they'll cover it. Monarchs, queens, whatever is there. Oh, yeah, that, though. And I, and I, I argue that the zinnias, uh, if it's not as good as the misflower, is pretty close. Uh, zinnias, uh, and then they have the added attraction, of course, that they cut flower, good cut flowers, and the seeds are attractive to uh, um, to the seed eaters, the goldfinches, the yeah. cardinals, and everything too. Um, they also are zinnias are real attractive to hummingbirds. Do but you, uh, doesn't that reseed the zinnias? No, the misflower. Misflower doesn't doesn't really recede, but it spreads. Oh, yeah. So you can, it'll take over as much territory as you as you allow it. Yeah, you you know, you know that was named after Greg. Oh that's wow, Greg's misflower. I don't think that's the same. He didn't spell his name <laughs> in the same way. Uh, because it's so invasive. Is oh, what I always say. So if you invite Greg over, <laughs> he's just going to spread out and never leave. So. No, no. Buy up all, take off all the garden. Oh, plants. okay. Well, there's a warning on that plant. Yeah, yeah there you go. And we'll have a we'll have a list. We'll have a, a, a complete list of plants you can use, and we recommend you have 12 months of nectar plants and uh, lots of choices. Of course, lantanas and salvias oh, uh-huh. are always good can, choices too. Can people get their own garden certified? Oh yes. Oh, how cool is that? That is neat. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you have a certified butterfly garden at no, home? No, I don't. Oh, <laughs> you don't want to get your certified, or do you have a butterfly garden? I no, I never uh, just <laughs> never thought about that. No, huh? yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I kind of think it's cool that Milberger's does. Yeah, 
Wonder what you have to do to get it certified. Oh, you you fill I did the, fill out a form. Yeah, I did. I did help fill out the form. Oh, okay. For Millburgers, and uh, the Millburgers one is nice too because we see people taking pictures in it, and uh, there's uh, the bench there, so you can just kind of sit and enjoy uh-huh. a little bit of kind of an. I mean, the nursery is beautiful, but this is kind of this little oasis of. Uh, uh, island of uh, plants and butterflies and wildlife and stuff like well, that. Well, that's what's so so cool about if you learn about gardening, you can you can have a manicured landscape if you want, but you can also have a beautiful landscape, almost manicured, and uh, have a have a center for uh, butterflies and other well, uh, uh, wild uh, wild water wildlife. Wildlife, yeah. yeah. So that's uh, just neat. Um, one 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 downside on the butterfly garden. What? They took down my pyracantha out of that tree. Oh. You remember that pyracantha used to we used to watch all the time with the yeah. old red beard. Yeah. And I I I watched one. Um, oh, so they wouldn't shade the. Yeah, yeah. Certified butterfly garden. <laughs> and uh, I, I I watched one. Uh, uh, I what several that have grown in the top of a. Cedar trees or uh, juniper trees, and uh, I always I talked about the berries on them, uh, the, the big red berries on them, many times. And uh, I think last week I was telling you that those berries disappeared overnight. The berries disappeared overnight. No, oh. but now that thing is blooming its brains out. Huh. Mm. You know, my it, my my son-in-law who drives down the same road. Uh, that I do, ask me what that was. I mean, it was blooming so pretty. Huh. I never realized Pyrocantha had yeah. that uh, impressive you know, blooms. I, it surprised me. That this year, my uh, my Pyrocantha has not got, the birds have not eaten it. The cedar waxwings have, were here and de- dealt with the ligustrum mm. and uh, some of the other plants, but they did not. And so it's starting to bloom, and there's kind of a mixed... It's not oh, near, okay. There's not nearly as much bloom when it's still floated with yeah, berries. Right. You know, there is another. There's a there. There is a bit of a limitation if you're into butterflies. You know, I've got uh, five or six plums and peaches, mm-hmm. and I I have a tendency to plant porterweed and things underneath them. Mm-hmm. So I have not sprayed my fruit this year. I'm gonna, oh. I'm taking a chance that I'll. Have scarred. Uh, He's been converted, Milton. Yeah, because <laughs> old peach grower. Now, yeah. Some, now some things you can, you know, if you you do your broccoli with with BT and uh, you do some. Oh, what we were talking about? Uh, Cabbage and yeah, stuff yeah things like that. with uh, spinosad. Yeah. But it, but it's hard to uh, have it when you have a general spray that's as big as a peach tree. Plus, you've got other plants so close that are loaded with blooms and everything. You. You you do better if you uh, if you don't if you don't spray, but that's one of the topics we'll that's ta- we talk about melting. too. <laughs> well, especially for a uh, oh, peach grower. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And but my, but you know that those worms. <laughs> that's what I used to tell people. Some years you have a lot of worms. Peach cuculeo is the worm, and uh, some years you hardly have any. I uh, haven't seen stink bugs yet. That's the thing I worry about. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They are tough. Did uh, have you seen the uh, cucumber beetles eating fall, I, eating the blooms? No, 
I didn't see cucumber beetles. You know, they ate them bad last year. Yeah. Now, what I did see, though, I saw the um, the the stink bug on the uh, blackberries down in my Oh, yeah. Oh, Milton knows about those. Yeah. Blackberry bitterbugs, right? Yeah, uh uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> Let's go ahead and give these to your mom. Yeah, that'll be nice. She'll enjoy these. But yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you, gave you, know, a, you never fell for that, I don't think. No. Did, gave, didn't I make you eat one to uh, taste the better book? I th- oh. No, he had me. I tried them. Yeah. But even even I found them a little bitter. Oh, oh yeah. If you eat the blackberry, yeah. and it's got a bitter taste, not necessarily a sour taste, but okay. a bitter taste. That's because those leaf-footed bugs or stink bugs have been on the blackberries, sucking them. Hmm. And, and, and even if you wash them, yeah. you still have that bitterness. On you them. can uh. try to soak them, but you still get a lingering. I don't know if it's your imagination or what. No, you can taste that yeah. bitterness. No, and Jerry gave me a nice plastic container <laughs> full of blackberries and bitter bugs. Uh. It was, the whole thing was moving. Was, uh, would you, why I don't just, you just well, share I, these yeah, with your mama? There, there's showing. more chance that they're going to taste good if you do get the bugs out of there. Yeah. <laughs> it was part of my uh, Milton education uh, series. I think, do I remember correctly that Memorial Day was the day, so we're going to come up with that you pick the blackberries are done by Memorial Day? Or do you plant them? More? Well, no. They, yeah, they should be done. They should be done. They, there they was something about June. Okay. The, the plants could get cut down by June. Okay. There was something that happened on Memorial Day with the blackberries. Yeah. Well, May is the month of the production. Mine, yeah. Yeah. Mine have small fruit. I planted some new. After years of uh, blackberries, I cut them all. Took took them all out for a few years, but then a cherry and his uh, was it the Choctaw? Ch- Chocawa. Kiowa that he likes, so I've got planted three in there, and they they look pretty good. Yeah, they're good. That's a good berry, and uh, unfortunately, it's hard to find the plants. Oh, really? Anymore. Oh. Yeah. But they uh, they got big berries, and they're sweeter. They that, turn sweeter faster than Brazos. Yeah, that's always the key on blackberries if you're used to Coming from raspberry country. Oh, yeah. Why in the world would anybody want to <laughs> sour blackberries? But and, uh, and blackberries are so good in recipes. And You don't describe the picking process as very pleasant either for the blackberries. Well, it can be, yeah. It's, you, you're you going to get stuck the with the thorns. Yeah. Sure. You pick them, pick them with a, with a uh, shovel or a rake. In other words, you lift the vines up, the berries hang down. Oh. And so you get a shovel or something. And if you've got a friend helping you, yeah. you want to make sure they're a friend because you don't want them dropping that thorny vine on you. Yeah. Uh, have them pick, pick the plant up or the uh, uh, stems you, up. I, you know, you will end up with uh, these. You have wounds all over you. <laughs> if you've got roses and blackberries, you're yeah. going to end up with these uh, cuts like I have. Uh, and so people say, well, I'll just plant the thornless ones. Yeah, well. That that, course, doesn't, that doesn't work out. Well. They're nice if you don't need if you don't want berries. <laughs> one year, yeah. So I I put up with the thorns and stick with Kiowa and uh, even I guess Brazos you could still good, put, yeah. put Brazos out there. Hey, we're going to take another break and get you caught up with the news and uh, everything. So uh, you haven't we, given the number yet, Mel. I have not. I'm doing well. Well, yeah, I've gone a whole hour. Well. 
<laughs> without giving the number. So uh, you can't call us today because you, if you want to call the studio and wish the studio engineer a uh, happy Easter, you can do that. I think it should be Ashley today. So you can call her and wish her. And uh, last week was her birthday. So you can call and wish you know, Ashley. You're making her work today? Yeah. We're making her work. Oh, man. 210 Yeah, I'm afraid so. <laughs> yeah, when Ashley gets as old as we are, though, you feel yeah. lucky if you get to work. When you're yeah. <laughs> so we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. And we'll be right back after this on 930 AM. This is The Answer. The following program has been pre-recorded. Hey, it's Milton Glick, and I want to remind you, you're listening to a repeat performance of a show that we did last year on Easter Sunday. We hope you enjoy it. The nursery's closed today, so some of the information may not be exactly right, but we want to wish you and yours a very happy Easter from everyone at Millburgers. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. Just tuned in. Millburgers is closed today. We're recording this a, a few days early. Uh, so uh, if we say something like we, you know, we have just got rain or we haven't gotten a rain or something uh, and suddenly on wednesday we get lots of rain you'll, yeah. you'll forgive us uh, we hope so uh, but yeah the nursery's closed today Millburgers wants to wish you and your family a very happy easter and uh but we're just going to talk about different things that affect your gardening world um we talked about the butterfly garden, tomatoes, blackberries, uh, and the art. And, and whenever you want music you just tell me calvin i got music ready really yeah you just tell me when you want it oh wow let's do it no. Okay, well, just hold on. Which huh? do you want to? Do we want to talk about that? We we had the uh, the article yesterday that we talked about that had uh, a whopper begonia yeah. and, and that the uh, new. Uh, this, it's not a new celosia, but it's a new uh, Texas superstar. It uh, has been identified. The right up. Yeah, and it, what what's it called again? New. Risk, right? New was, look. New looks. New look. And there was New Look Scarlet, he said, and New Look Red or something yeah. like that. And it's yeah. got but red, they're the same thing. It's got red uh, <laughs> combs, you know, coxcomb, on a, on a maroon foliage. So it's yeah. kind of striking. And the, the claim, the Texas Superstar team, says that the thing makes it through the summer. Yeah. Which is, uh, is a little, on most celosias, they don't make it through the summer. They do great in the first of the First part of summer, but get get into our July and August and September, mm-hmm. they don't make it. But supposedly this one does. Uh, I don't know if it comes back from seed or not. I don't know either. You I know, had the, uh, the San Antonio celosia that we selected years ago uh, would come back from seed yeah. and make a good uh, the celosia uh, makes a good uh, uh, cut flower, uh, uh, not cut flower. Dried flower. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people uh, pick, uh, cut them off and uh, hang them upside down. One of, one of the issues I always had was the uh, the most striking, the largest combs or plumes yeah. were always most susceptible to wind and rain mm-hmm. damage. Oh, yeah. Knocking them down. The brains. They call them, a lot of people call them the brain. You sort the of brains? look that way. Yeah, you know the the. 
that yeah. heavy cluster. Yeah. Th th yeah. This new look psilocybin is uh, more like the original psilocybin. Um, I mean, the the, the uh, flowers are are uh, colorful parts of the of the plant are separate, hey, so they the, don't make that big brain psilocybin yeah. like you used to. Well, and I don't. I have to admit that the psilocybin uh, that are generally available on the market are not my favorite. They're kind of no, yeah, they're kind of sparse. Yeah. Uh, disciplined soldiers, but uh, they just don't have the personality uh, mm. that, that these uh, this new one has. You might want to watch for that. That should be at Milberger's. Uh, oh, it is at Milberger's yeah. already. Yeah, <laughs> out there. Uh, They've already had some yesterday. Yeah. And Whopper Begonia. Uh, that's another one, Jerry. That uh, you reminded me of. That we need to. The thing gets so big, it's, it's really showy. If you like Semperflora and Begonias. This one has got all the good characteristics, but it's uh, twice as large. The leaves are twice as large, and the blooms are. Um, but you gotta, you, you probably are. Uh, you get much more use out of it if you kind of trim it back sometime in uh, mm. midsummer, so that it can. Uh, otherwise, it gets so big and gets um, the, uh, br uh, brittle that in the wind and things it'll break. Or fall uh, rainstorms, it'll break. So you kind of cut it back. But uh, this this one came back. Mine came back uh, this spring. Now after that, uh, the severe winter we had died back. I didn't think any of them would be coming back. But if uh, you cut it back, what can you do with the cuttings? <laughs> well, uh. we're, since since we're trying to sell plants. Yeah. I, yeah. No, that, that, they root one of the easily. easiest, yeah, one of the easiest things to root, if you want to make make new plants. You could put them out in a in a flower bed somewhere. That's right. Or if you got, you know, put you got one plant in the. Well, I've got some in half whiskey barrels, and you can just put three or four. Yeah. Uh, in there and fill that thing up. And you said you didn't even need to use the root hormone, or the. I, I don't think it's necessary. They root faster. Oh, if you do the hormone, but uh, yeah, that's a <laughs> that that, that's, that plant is is like uh, like African violets. Okay, uh, people, you know, you break break a leaf off of an African violet, it root. Oh, wow! And produce another plant. Well, and that's and, why and so that's, many people have that yeah, grow. Yeah. African violets have to go to therapy. <laughs> And, you, and have to build a addition yeah. onto their house <laughs> yeah, to grow right. the plants there. I'm sorry, husband. You'll have to move out. I yeah. gotta make <laughs> take over your room, your Either. office for the uh, African violets. <laughs> and the the African violet people a lot of times are uh, get into trouble for buying grow lights. Oh, a lot of grow lights for the African violets. What does that mean? Is there something perverted about that? No, they think they're growing marijuana. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's only Yeah, the, and that's the reason that you're those of you listening today, uh that's why your African violet never blooms. Because it's not getting enough light. Oh. How is everybody's Phalaenopsis doing? <laughs> Are they all blooming? Well, I don't know. If if you got bought one uh 
You said it would go to Mother's Day. A month Day. or so. Yeah. They'll, they'll still be blooming. Those yeah. blooms will still be open. You know, another thing that we mentioned in the article yesterday was Cosmos. And uh, we're, uh, we're also t- telling people, you know, you've, you've had a wonderful wildflower season this year. Some of them are still blooming. But you got to uh, leave those... Uh, Seed pods to develop, and the seeds yeah. on your. The, this is the year. This is the period of ugliness. Yeah, the ugly, blue bombs. Ugly period. No. So the, the plants are uh, look dead, and the seed are still green. So you got to leave them on there. For them one, to turn one strategy brown. doesn't always work, but uh, does work pretty well. Is uh, spread some cosmo seed out there. For uh, yeah, and. Now, there's cosmos all different colors, but the ones that do best in a wildflower situation are the gold and the yellow. Yeah, yeah. And they'll reseed all um, all summer. They'll take the you know, if we get a little bit of rain, they'll they'll, they'll come back. And they um, don't get too big, uh, which makes them better. They, you can make them, use them for cut flowers, too. The, they're good butterfly plants. Oh, yeah. Too. Plus, they, they kind of... Uh, Camouflage the uh, the ugly other wildflowers <laughs> that are trying to develop their seed. Um, so it's worth worth a try. Now a lot that, of people grow them in their garden, in oh, the garden yeah. too. But uh, you, you might want to try them out, out there. And the, you can get them transplants too. Mm-hmm. Try, try them in your wildflowers. You see if, if you can't uh, delay the complaints about the why are you letting those weeds out there just grow? Now, Calvin, the problem with that idea is. Yes. There's a period of ugliness with cosmos. I was kind of... I mean, before they start blooming. Oh, yeah, well, you're waiting for them to grow. Yeah. But once they... Once they start blooming... Yeah, it's a little bit like uh, zinnias, too. Once they start dropping seed, it's a continuous process. Yeah, Yeah, one one thing about cosmos is they don't bloom all at once, like zinnia. And so... uh, like you say, the, they'll bloom and have a little seed seed cluster of seed, and then you'll have other blooms come along. Now, the, one of the problems is that they, they're they uh, cold-sensitive, so you generally don't get the seed right. coming back every win- every uh, spring like the right. other wildflowers. But um, they're, they're worthy of uh, giving a try. Now, I, I've had better luck... In poor soils, then yeah, yeah, I don't, you know, the fertilizing and, in, wa- in the, and wa- the raised, watering, yeah, in the raised bed garden, they just kind of <laughs> they grow flopping big all, all over. over. <laughs> yeah, they're not a disciplined plant. Mm. So, but you know, we were back when we were talking water conservation. Uh, that's about the only wildflower that you can grow in the summer, summer heat with a little bit of water, with less water. And uh, but I've grown them in my backyard, and there there's a period of of ugliness before they really? start blooming, pretty. And uh, I had a lot of criticism mm-hmm. from the neighbors of thinking I had weeds out there. Uh-huh. But then when they start blooming, we were okay. They were taking pictures. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Well, that's great. But uh, that's that's the problem with wildflowers. Oh, they well, all have a period of. Yeah, there. do you remember the? Was it Frostbank that uh, had the big 
created the big wildflower garden in downtown, and it was a, like a, a block. <laughs> and uh, well, and that lasted about two years of mm-hmm. because of pe- people just couldn't tolerate the, the, <laughs> the ugly. Oh. Yeah, so they you know they modify. I can't even I can't remember exactly what is there now. But how uh, long is the ugly period? <laughs> well, it's a long time because yeah. think of blue bonnets. How long do they bloom? Yeah, and then you get well, you could mow. I guess you can mow. End of June. Mm-hmm. So then you could at least mow, have it mowed down. <laughs> and if you got your cosmos in before the blue bonnets had to be mowed, then you might have some blooms there. But, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's hard yeah, to juggle. Yeah, mm. it gets to be a, you know, you think of wildflowers as easy. They take care of themselves. But then managing them is uh, is not not easy for a gardener. Getting back to the celosia, uh, it says, I'm, re- I'm reading the release of the Texas Superstar release, and it said, uh, the plant and its flowers tolerate light shade and dry conditions when established, when established and will stand up into the Texas summer much better than other celosias of this type. So that's that's a good one to try. We'll have to see that. Yeah, see if yeah. that works. You know what? You know what take, took the Celosia off the market? Hmm. I mean, uh, out of favor is, is they developed a dwarf. The 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 Celosia that most people all different colors. Yeah. The nursery. They look sale. like they look like little plastic. Yeah, and they do, uh, they developed a dwarf, which. Uh, when they grew transplants of them, if they if they aged them, in other words, they they sell them with the celosia bloom on them, or uh, you know what the seed is, and it stunts the plant, and they never grow out of that little little stage. Now this one won't have, won't be that way. Yeah, this one looks like a real. Yeah, old-fashioned flower. Did you have you planted some already? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Milberry's just got them this week. Yeah, yeah, and they're they had some earlier, but they sold out. Will they be like? So we brought some home from Alabama that my yeah, in-laws were that's, growing. That's the San Antonio Celosia that we chose. Oh, it is. Wow, because they're they're hardy and they'll volunteer yeah, and they're they're. Yeah. Suddenly you forget that you planted them last year, <laughs> and then they come up, and you're like, oh, what is that? Oh, my goodness, what? That? Yeah. And the prettiest ones I've ever seen, uh, we grew them in Tennessee all the time, uh, was, uh, and we, we grew the one that had the brain mm-hmm. head on it, uh, was growing in uh, two inches of dust. Once they get established, they're tough. Huh. It's a pigweed. Oh really? The the, the Arnsolosis pigweed, same genus species. Could be. I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I was thinking that there. You know how pigweeds grow in yeah. dry conditions. I have to trust you. I. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have pigweed trying to take over <laughs> your yard. I don't think. Do you I, have yeah. pigweed trying to take over well, your the, yard? You know that's <laughs> some. This year we didn't have much. Mm-mm. Or was it last fall? Last fall we did have. Yeah, yeah. we had some fall last yeah. fall. But I was just thinking in the the year of the weed, 
that uh, wouldn't. But I, uh, generally, I think it is uh, late fall and and yeah, uh, some people are allergic winter. to the pollen. Yeah, it, uh, and also you get. I know some people uh, when we've talked to people about them trying to f- identify what it is and. They get a reaction from the, yeah. the plant too. Well, it's, it's scratchy. Yeah, it's scratchy. It is. Uh, the birds eat it, but it. Uh, gosh, it's a hard. It's a hard weed. It's, you can't hardly pull it out once right. it gets large. Taproot got a taproot. Yeah. Hmm. All right, we're gonna get ready. You could to, grow that, Milton. I could grow pigweed. Yeah. I, I tell you, y'all were talking about the wild. I bet you could grow pigweed. I bet you couldn't even kill it. Oh, no, no, no. don't don't challenge me. But the whopper begonias that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, they're. I hate to say it like this because I don't want people to mistreat them, but they're very forgiving. Yeah. They, uh, you know, you forget to water for a while, or they drop, or they get beat up. And just give them a little time, and they'll. I mean, I don't treat things well. <laughs> so if they do well, really? in my, yes, they this do well a, in my yard. Well, and I think I think it's if you uh, you get fascinated by how big they develop and the, all the parts are big, but I I think they are more attractive and they perform better if you do a little picking, yeah, picking at them, them and back. cutting yeah. them back and things, and so. then stick them in the soil. There you go. Okay. Um, All right, so we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Easter Show of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. The nursery's closed today. It's open again tomorrow, Monday. Uh, So uh, you can come on by, and if we've encouraged you to to do some shopping or get some plants, uh, like we were talking about the uh, Celosia. Did I say that right? Yeah. Uh, Scarlet or red. What's it? It's called. um, New look, new look, celosia. All right, you could get that at the nursery. And and some some people think that the plume, the uh, plumes, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what they call those? That's what I call them, plumes. Okay, are maroon milk. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. So the, you know, there just aren't any burnt orange plants. I don't understand why. All right, we're going to take God thing, milk. <laughs> God made the sunset burnt orange. You know, you think. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Forrest has now turned off his radio. And uh, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Are we going to hear some Easter? Yeah, you get to to pick the tunes next break. So back after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulverde Road. On behalf of everybody at Millburgers, we want to wish you and your family a safe and happy Easter holiday. I want to tell you about some of the things that are on sale. You know, Trace alluded to the fact that he was going to put stuff on sale that has never been on sale before, and I think I know what he's talking about. One of them is the Marguerite Sweet Potato Vine, an attractive heart-shaped leaf that remains lime in color throughout the season, has trailing habit of growth, plant in sun to shade, great for mass planting, hanging baskets or container. You ready for this? In the four-inch pot, 98 cents each. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on blue bonnets, pink gara, Blue Plumbago, Gold Star Esperanza, Tropical Hibiscus. This is one of my favorites. August Beauty Gardenia. They're absolutely gorgeous. And they're now just $14.88, regularly $19.99. Boston Fern Hanging Baskets and much, much more. For all the details, go to MillburgerNursery.com, where you can find out how you can get curbside service from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. So we promised you music, but we kept talking, so that's okay. So, Calvin, do you want to... Start with song. You get to pick. You get to play disc jockey. We got the, the, some of the Easter stuff up. So which one should we start off with? 
Well, what about Easter Parade? I can do that. Are, okay. are you, what, are what are, are our other choices? Our other choices are Mr. Easter Bunny, <laughs> Peter Cottontail. I've heard of that one. Oh, Peter Cottontail? Yeah. Yeah. Or Mississippi Squirrel Revival. Oh, Lord. Uh-oh. Absolutely. You want to start what off that with that? Yes. Well, it's kind of like a, well, a church. You got, you got church, and uh, it's kind of like a rabbit but yeah. that climbs trees and uh, has a, de- with a longer tail. It's definitely a, an energetic song, yeah. Yes. All right. So it's Ray Stevens, and we'll start off the uh, segment with Mississippi Squirrel Revival, one of Calvin's favorites right now on The Answer. <laughs> a kid, I'd take a trip every summer down to Mississippi to visit my granny and her antebellum world. I'd run barefooted all day long, climbing trees free as a song. One day I happened to catch myself a squirrel. Well, I stuffed him down in an old shoebox and punched a couple holes in the top. When Sunday came, I snuck him into church. I was sitting way back in the very last pew, showing him to my good buddy Hugh, when that squirrel got loose and went totally berserk. Well, what happened next is hard to tell. Some thought it was heaven, others thought it was hell, but the fact that something was among us was plain to see. As the choir sang, I surrender all, the squirrel run up Harv Newman's coveralls, and Harv leaped to his feet and said, something's got a hold on me. Yow! The day the squirrel went berserk in the first self-righteous church. In that sleepy little town of Pascagoula It was a fight for survival That broke out in revival They were jumping pews and shouting Hallelujah! Hallelujah Well, Harv hit the aisles dancing and screaming Some thought he had religion, others thought he had a demon And Harv thought he had a weed eater loose in his fruit and blooms He fell to his knees to plead and beg And the squirrel ran out of his rich's leg Unobserved to the other side of the room all the way down to the Amen view Where sat Sister Bertha better than you Who'd been watching all the commotion with sadistic glee But she, you should have seen the look in her eyes When that squirrel jumped her garters and crossed her thighs And she jumped to her feet and said Lord, have mercy on me As the squirrel made laps inside her dress She began to cry and then to confess to sins That would make a sailor blush with shame she told of gossip and church dissension, but the thing that got the most attention was when she talked about her love life, and then she started naming names. The day the squirrel went berserk in the first self-righteous church in that sleepy little town of Pascagoula. It was a fight for survival, that took out in the Bible. They were jumping pews and shouting, hallelujah. Well, seven deacons and the pastor got saved and $25,000 got raised and 50 volunteered for missions in the Congo on the spot. And even without an invitation, there were at least 500 rededications and we all got rebaptized, whether we needed it or not. Now you've heard the Bible story, I guess, how he parted the waters for Moses to pass all the miracles God has wrought in this old world. But the one I'll remember till my dying day is how he put that church back on the narrow way with a half-crazed Mississippi squirrel. The day the squirrel went berserk in the first self-righteous church in that sleepy little town of Pascagoula. It was a fight for survival that broke out in revival. They were jumping pews and shouting, hallelujah. The day the squirrel went berserk in the first self-righteous church in that sleepy little that's become a tradition now to play that song. Yeah. 
Have know, you been to Pascagoula? Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Okay. I passed through it. Okay. I haven't stayed overnight. No. But uh, I think they had some bad, had some tornadoes in this last week. Oh, no. Is that right? That that part? I think you're right, actually. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one, one, one flaw in that story, in that song. Uh oh. Okay. Is when he caught the squirrel and put it in a. In a box. Uh huh. You want to talk from? Uh, <laughs> are you talking from experience? Yes. Those squirrels. Uh huh. You don't want to deal. You don't want to catch or deal with a a live squirrel. Uh huh. Especially you, if it's a male squirrel. How do you know this? Uh, I've played that game before. You want to tell the story? <laughs> it's, it'll be a warning to our listeners, <laughs> teaching them what not to do. Uh, you know, I used to do TV, and so I was coming home one time, and the car in front of me hit a squirrel, mm-hmm. and I thought killed it. So, uh, me, me thinking that would be a good TV prop, I stopped and picked the squirrel up. Now, mm-hmm. I was only about uh, 100 yards from the house, uh-huh. and I helped him by his tail out uh-huh. the window, uh-huh. out the window of my truck. Yeah. And when I got about 50 yards from the house. <laughs> Which is not very far. Not, you're not, not gone very, very far. far. That squirrel came, got, woke up, uh-huh. locked him out. And that squirrel, I didn't think they could climb up their tail, their own tail. You know, you think you got them by the tail. It's gonna... They can't reach me. Uh-huh. And that squirrel ripped my arm ah. practically a bit. Those, they got sharp little, little claws. Yes. I guess that's what they used to climb squirrels, trees with. Yeah, I think that, yeah. Uh-huh. But I, I quickly uh, let that squirrel go. Yes, did you release him, brother? No, I released him. <laughs> you, saw, you saw better, you know, there's better ways for the squirrel to go to <laughs> proceed, especially when he's biting you in the air yeah. and you're scratching. He's scratching me. Yeah, and, see, uh, Jeremy needs to write a song about uh, this, the, day, the day with squirrel went berserk <laughs> and, and you're... In Jerry's arms. And then I had to go in and get bandaged uh, with all the blood running down my arm. Oh, my God. Really? Wow. There's. Oh, yeah. How many bandages? Did you <laughs> sit stitches and all that? There was a lot. There were, there were, he was climbing up, of course. Ah. And he's sinking his little claws in the upper, upper, my upper arm. Yeah? Stripping you... it down the, the arm. And what are you doing while he's doing all this? It happened so fast. Did it really? <laughs> if I could have let go faster, I would have. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, there's the same story has been passed on from squirrel to squirrel. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah, about, about the time that uh, he attempted to yeah. capture him. And, yeah. <laughs> and Ralph was just lying there in the street when a man picked him up by his tail. But Ralph was not to be undone that day. <laughs> he true. fought for his life. And, and let this be a lesson to yeah, him. That's right. <laughs> I don't know whether I had ideas of using him on TV or uh, uh, using him as a, as a stew. Oh, we had that person last week that had a. That's right. That uh, used to hunt. They said they they ate squirrels. And, yeah, yeah. He was from wasn't he from up north Minnesota? Uh, where was Wisconsin? He? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. 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 Well, somebody said that they they had red squirrels. Yeah. Up north. The red, yes, they do have red squirrels, pine squirrels, but they're they're much smaller than even the gray squirrel, and uh, our we used to call ours fox squirrels. Yeah, fox squirrels. Yeah. squirrels are meaty. Yeah, they're these are these are guess. bigger. These are bigger it. than the gray squirrels that we had up north. Oh yeah, um, but I didn't I didn't question that. But I 
never heard of it. I thought maybe maybe there's another species, a red squirrel, that's large too. But the the normal pine squirrel or red squirrel up north is is small. Generally, people don't don't eat. Don't it. fool with them. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, gray squirrels in Tennessee. Yeah, and which that's, are that's almost a, as big as we've got here. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, the, the we have a few fox squirrels that's or red right. squirrels. That's the same thing in East Texas. Yeah, and uh, they're bigger than the gray squirrels. Yeah. They look so. How much did we better. get off on squirrels? So we had the songs. I bet Charles is pulling what yeah. Harry's yeah. got left out. Well, I'm, and I'm sure they. Well, s- he, they if he is, he he'll just call us and tell uh, us. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Charles, you call us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, you don't think that uh, that squirrel would have gone easily into the box to? No. Okay. I, I don't care what kind of squirrel it is. <laughs> uh, when I first came to Texas, I got to I saw those black squirrels. Up in the hill country, yeah, they're pretty. Yeah, they're they're pretty thing. I, I don't I, I don't know if I don't think people hunt them. Maybe so. If you got if we got any black squirrel stew eaters, uh, drop us a line. <laughs> or call but us they, next they week. They live in the rocks. They yeah, in rock squirrels. Do we have them in town? Yeah, you can. Because I think I've seen them like at some of the golf courses. Yeah, they're real small. They're almost the yeah. You see them scurrying along the, like at the quarry, along yeah. the rocks and stuff. They're pure black. Yeah. And they're much smaller than the bigger, almost flat. Not too much yeah. smaller. Oh, they're not yeah, too much smaller? Not. Oh, okay. Anyway, well, this is, uh, we'll take a break from squirrel talk. That's a chipmunk. Is it? Are <laughs> you saying? Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> so. I, I don't think, I never thought of them. I just thought of them as a co- color aberration. Right. Maybe they're another species. I don't know. Now, we got chipmunks around here? I've never seen any chipmunks mm-hmm. here. I don't think so. Okay, well, now this was a little squirrel, and it just kind of scampered along the ground. Now Charles is really getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> Move on from the squirrels. Yeah, I'm sure Charles sells squirrel away. Hey, Do they make squirrel away? Well, deer? Uh, for the, uh, they put a pepper yeah, and the that seed. we put on the bird seed. Yeah, that's which they now squirrel, sell. Squirrel away. And they sell that pep, that uh, seed at Mill Burgers now. Right. So they, you can get it there. Yes. Do they have the pepper flavor? I don't know. We'll have to find out. I, they, they didn't have. We talked about it, but they have, didn't have it last time. Okay. But they've got lots of other uh, uh, bird seed. All the bird seed we talk about: uh, sunflower seeds, safflower seeds. They've got the seed too with the the shell removed. Oh, good. So if you want to uh, have a feeder on your patio and not have it get uh, yeah. so mess, messed up with the the shells, uh, that that seed's available too. And then last weekend I saw. Oh, they got. Uh, Hummingbird feeders uh, there. Wow. A lot good. of choice there. Hummingbird feeder, you can get a really fancy, colorful one, or you can get a pretty plain one, just so it's easy to to fill and clean out. Yeah. Rinse out. I, I uh, see those little hummingbird feeders. Looks like you'd be filling those things every 30 minutes. Yeah, I've seen I them. mean, I like the ones with the big reservoir. Yeah. Well, we had that pterodactyl hummingbird that flew by us no. on Saturday at the nursery. <laughs> that huge one. Yeah. What was that? It just looked like to me of a, a female bla- uh, black black chin. Okay, that was big. And, uh, yeah, uh, an adult. The Calvin can sex them on the on the wing. It's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> well, well, the what, black chins are easy. Yeah. What hummingbirds do we have uh, that are now and? Well, the only ones that we generally have that nest here are the black chin, but we get uh, in the fall and sometimes in the spring we'll get. Well, most springs will get ruby throat passing through. And the rufous in the fall, 
come, and some of them stay all winter. Mm. So we'll, most of the times, three three different species in the fall, uh, sometimes three different species in the spring, but uh, the only one that we have that breeds here is a black shin hummingbird. That's why it's easy to tell which is a male yeah. or female. That roof, that, uh, of course, I love the ruby-throated. And... Uh, that's all you I, had in Tennessee. Yeah, in East Texas. Yeah. When I went up to see Greg over around Nacogdoches, uh, he had flowers out there, and uh, they were all ruby throated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't see a non-ruby That's all they are. That whole eastern yeah. part of the continent yeah. is all ruby throats. And do when is the season for, when's the best season for birding in, in South Texas? For Well, South Texas, for, uh, for, in our area, it's always good birding because okay. you get... You get the migrants, but you're you're close enough to the coast. You're uh, you get the uh, real Grande, uh, the Mexican birds sometimes. So you can just take a little trip out there. But uh, yeah, that Mexican jay is pretty. Yeah. Blue. Well, now we got the Mexican eagles, and t- the Mexican jays have kind of moved north. Yeah. And the Mexican eagles, I just saw the pair in our neighborhood. Uh, wow. I saw well, the female had a looked like a. Looked like a uh, rat, and oh, she was carrying okay. it to the nest, and so they're they're kind of moving up, but um, lots of lots of bird species. They're colorful too, those yeah. Mexican eagle. And they get they get bold. Farmers don't like them much, but uh, <laughs> but you know Jerry and I have talked. We always we talk about the you know you pl- the plants. You can track a lot of different birds with plants. If uh, bird feed does the mm-hmm. same, you know, and Milberg has got a great selection. But the other thing that uh, maybe the easiest way to attract birds is the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, water. Yeah, the, keep your keep your bird bath. You have to refill it every day because of evaporation. Yeah. I looked out uh, yesterday. I was looking out the window, and there's water was spraying straight up. And I thought the first thing I said to my wife Judy, I said, "I think we got a leak." <laughs> and then I looked, and it was a bunch of. Uh, about four different species, white, uh, white-winged doves and starlings and sparrows and cardinals in the bird baths. Oh, Lord. All splashing up, and they were just, no. you know, of course, the water, they, by the time, and half an hour later, all the water's on a Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's fascinating. Um, I don't remember Jerry Hummel, but we, we counted, didn't we get like 14 or 15 species that, right, we, that right. we would expect? At, at the bird bath? Yeah, during the day, a typical yeah. day. Now, during migration, you might get... Another seven or eight Orioles and and warblers and um, buntings, all those, and then you don't have to worry about the the mosquitoes. Uh, you know, we talk about the make sure you dump out, don't don't have any setting water. Well, the birds take care of that plus the evaporation. Yeah, in the summer dries. Yeah, dries those bird baths out every by every evening. So and if you if you don't believe that the birds like the water, mm-hmm. you're in a hot dry. During hot, dry te- days, temperature, during during your water, uh, of course, your approved water time, turn on a sprinkler out in the yard. Oh, gosh, yeah, though. They're, co- they're hummingbirds flying through it back and forth, and every kind of other bird in the yard is getting in that water. 
All right, let's take a break while we do. Uh, just uh, remember that Mel Burgers is closed today. I almost gave the number. Uh, did you? Almost. Uh, so uh, we hope you have I'm, a... I'm proud of you, Mel. I, got just, I never would have believed. I, I can almost do it now. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we want you to have a wonderful Easter holiday. We're going to come back with some more music and a little more gardening talk. Uh, Mel Burgers is open again tomorrow, but on behalf of the nursery, we want to wish you and your uh, family a very happy Easter. More of Mill Burgers Gardening South Texas coming up in a moment right after this on 930 AM. The answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. On behalf of everybody at Millburgers, we want to wish you and your family a safe and happy Easter holiday. I want to tell you about some of the things that are on sale. You know, Trace alluded to the fact that he was going to put stuff on sale that has never been on sale before, and I think I know what he's talking about. One of them is the Marguerite Sweet Potato Vine, an attractive heart-shaped leaf that remains lime in color throughout the season, has trailing habit of growth, plant in sun to shade, great for mass plant hanging baskets or container. You ready for this? In the four-inch pot, 98 cents each. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on blue bonnets, pink gara, blue plumbago, gold star esperanza, tropical hibiscus. This is one of my favorites. August Beauty Gardenia. They're absolutely gorgeous, and they're now just $14.88, regularly $19.99. Boston fern hanging baskets and much, much more. For all the details, go to millburgernursery.com, where you can find out how you can get curbside service from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. It's our final segment of the uh, of the hour. Oh, we, no. Yeah, so uh, you want to do some more music? Do you want to do your Easter parade, Calvin? Yeah, that would be nice. That sounds good. All right, so we're going to play a mix in a little music like we promised. Who's singing it? I'm, Doris? No, I'm pretty sure it's Judy Garland. Oh, Judy Garland. Okay. I think so. Uh, we'll, we'll accept that, probably. Okay. All right, <laughs> so here we go. Uh, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Saw you look quite so pretty before. Never saw you dress quite so handsome once more. I could hardly wait to keep our days this lovely Easter morning. And my heart beat fast as I came through the door. In the Easter parade I'll be all in clover And when they look us over We'll be the proudest couple In the Easter parade On the avenue Fifth Avenue The photographers And of the guy I'm taking to the Easter parade On the avenue, Fifth Avenue The photographers will snap us And you'll find that you're in the road of gravure
and Jerry got it right. That was Fred Astaire with Judy Garland at the end there. Yeah, and they're probably dancing. So do we have a an Easter bonnet story or an Easter parade story <laughs> with, without a squirrel? No? No. Okay. <laughs> so I was thinking, so uh, if people may have gotten a gift of or bought one of an Easter lily. So we always talk about poinsettias after Christmas. I thought you were going to say Easter bunny. <laughs> no, we're no. not. No, I, no, I know, I know no, where that. We give, I know where we, we gave that up after Paul Cox. <laughs> yeah, said you. Uh, so right. you could catch them easier. You had to tie their legs together. Yeah, we're not going to. I know where that conversation can go. I've, I've learned. If your ch- if your children did get an Easter oh, bunny, no. uh, yes. Wait six weeks. Uh huh. Feed them, feed them rabbit food for six weeks. The children? No. Well, that too, maybe. <laughs> And uh, they're ready to harvest at six weeks. Let's just leave it the word harvest. People can figure that out for themselves. And people get upset because they they, they name the rabbits. Yeah, don't name but them. But the thing about it is when you dress them out and put them in a refrigerator, freezer, uh-huh. they lose their names. Oh. They can, you can't tell Hoppy from uh, Bunny. Yeah. So... Now, what was that question about I was gonna ask, Easter lilies? <laughs> how you care for your Easter lilies after the uh, holidays, or yeah, if you the, can. Uh, the main thing on the Easter lilies, and they're one of the hardest floral crops to grow. I mean, uh, Cheryl Dieter and her family used to grow bunches of them over in southern um, south side of town in San Antonio. And... Uh, and we we used to grow them at uh, Mississippi State. The floral people would uh, in Starkville. Uh, but uh, the thing you want to do, the th- thing that most people don't realize that they need to do with their Easter lily, and some churches buy them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And and then you take them home or yeah give them away. But uh, you want to take the pollen. Uh, you want to emasculate the uh, the pollen. The anthers, the pollen-containing mm-hmm. pieces of the, because if you don't, uh, that pollen will stain your clothes. Oh, and it'll also stain the lily, the okay. flower, the okay. white flower. So, when you get an Easter lily, that's the one of the first things you want to do is take out those pollens. Out. Um, then when they decline, let them dec- uh, go ahead and enjoy the bloom as long as you can. And then you can have a, handle handle them, uh, and they do begin to decline. Uh, you can handle them like an amaryllis. Oh wow! P- put them in a semi-shaded area, and they'll come back year after year. They hmm. they won't necessarily bloom at Easter. Yeah, because they're contr- but they're still bloom pretty. Okay, I'll have to send you the picture. So they become a Mother's Day lily, or a, yeah, or oh, Independence <laughs> Day lily. Or? Yeah, you never know when, but you handle them like an amaryllis, and you never know when they, you know, rebloom when they're going to rebloom. But they look, need morning sun, afternoon shade. All right, so they do need some sun. I, I imagine you could put them in full sun. Oh, really? I don't know. Um, I suspect the deer eat them. I don't know. Yeah, for they, 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 they certainly eat the amaryllis. Yeah, they'll eat amaryllis. Yeah, okay, then they'll eat oh. the Yeah, so I have to take a picture of my amaryllis for you. That's still blooming. 
Really? Yeah, it's got the four blooms on it. Oh yeah, you told me. You told me you got a bulb at uh, Members. Yeah, uh, one of the big bulbs, and uh, it was already sprouting, wasn't it? Or no, you, you it waited. It didn't sprout for a week. Yeah, and then it it happened, and it, and we, we had it <laughs> around the holidays. It was didn't do anything, didn't do anything, didn't do anything, and then boom. Yeah. And then yeah, now it's uh now it's uh, going again. It's red. Yours is red. Um. You know, it's striped, yeah, but I'm not sure. I'm guessing if it was striped when it bloomed, it would be striped forever. Yeah. Or red if it bloomed, it would be red forever? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What, did yours change color? I don't think so. I think I just don't remember what we planted and what (laughs) bowls. We better check into this because one of the reasons he's Uh, here is he's... He's young. (laughs) And I still have my uh, knockout with two different color roses on it. Y'all don't believe me. I'm going to take a picture of that and bring it in Saturday. Oh, okay. Please I got don't. pink and red. Yeah. Pink, there's a pink knockout. Yeah. And a red. You, you can't beat that double red. On the same plant. Yeah. Are you sure it's on the same plant? That's my story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your, uh, your um, description of the uh, freezer, I was going to go to this song, but I decided to wait. Uh-oh. Um, Peter Cottontail hopping down the bunny trail, hippity hopping Easter's on its way. Bringing every girl and boy baskets full of Easter joy, things to make your Easter bright and gay. He's got jelly beans for Tommy, colored eggs for Sister Sue. There's an orchid for your mummy and an Easter bonnet too. Oh, here comes Peter Cottontail hopping down the bunny trail, hippity hoppity happy Easter day. Peter Cottontail hopping down the bonny trail Look at him stop and listen to him say Try to do the things you should Maybe if you're extra good He'll roll lots of Easter eggs your way You wake up on Easter morning And you'll know that he was there When you find those chocolate bunnies That he's hiding everywhere Oh, here comes Peter Cottontail Hopping down the bonny trail Hippity-hoppity happy Easter day and six weeks from Easter, what happens to Peter Cottontail? <laughs> well, you got to do something with a little rabbit. <laughs> Poor Peter Cottontail. <laughs> Just a sad story. All right. Uh, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Um, I was trying to think of other things. We talked about Easter. Lee, anything else that uh, comes up at Easter plant-wise that we need to be thinking about now? And then we got another song, too. So we got uh, – should we mention the uh – GVST. Uh, oh, Water Saver. Water Saver Tour, sure. May 4th. Okay, you want me to bring it up or y'all want to talk about it? You can t- bring it up. All right. Well, we'll, we'll just talk about it. So, on May 4th is the 17th annual, that's hard to believe, Water Saver Landscape Tour from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And what they do is they feature uh, yards throughout San Antonio. It's a free tour. Uh, these are going to be featured in Stone Oak. And uh, you kind of go, the owners are there, and they've done different. Um, themes and built different uh, types of gardens, but they're kind of like, uh, for instance, um, I don't know, can I give the addresses? I have them. 
<laughs> uh, well, we won't. So, like, one is large family-oriented backyard with activity area for all ages. But these are with water saver plants, and they look beautiful, and they give you ideas of what you can do. One is uh, this yard went from all turf to no turf. Uh, another one is a heavily shaded front yard leads to a unique development. A decomposed granite patio featuring a fire pit is the star and a raised pond with 25 goldfish being the surprise <laughs> feature near the front door. Maybe with, more. And by the time it's, yeah, <laughs> with a soothing sound of trickling water welcoming visitors. Oh. Yeah. This yeah. is uh, going to be handled a little differently because it's a, a uh, fenced community. Yeah. Yeah, so you'll meet at the school. Do we know the school now, Milt? Oh, she told us, Doug, on it. You go to the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas, their website, and they'll tell you where to meet uh, with the school. And then uh, they've got the uh, bands. They'll take you to the houses that you want to go visit. You can visit them all or you can just visit part of them. Be Master Garden, I mean, uh, Gardening Volunteers of South Texas at each uh, each home to assist the uh, owners to describe the features of that home, and there'll be, you know, if you, whatever question or challenging landscape feature you have, probably one of these houses is dealt with. It'll give you some mm-hmm. ideas about it. And then Jer- Jerry's got the uh, one of the ways they're they're earning some money for this event is the raffle. they got they got a little raffle, a seventeenth. Okay, the raffle is uh, three dollar tickets, uh, which is uh, most people can afford. Uh, first prize is uh, a 200-square-foot butterfly garden, custom-built butterfly and hummingbird garden. Of course, Mailburgers is providing the plants. Gardening volunteers will put them in. Uh, drip irrigation supplied. I'll do the. I'll go ahead and do the plan and supervise the planting. But we got a rainwater uh, catchment tank by Tanks a Lot. That's oh, one wow. of the prizes. Gift certificate, $200 gift certificate from Trinity Glen Rose Conservation District. Uh, patio fire pit, and a one-year membership to the botanical gardens. All right, that's good. Those so, are good uh, gifts. Yeah, little are good. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're selling the tickets at uh, Millburgers on yeah. Saturdays, Sundays. Um, the drawing is going to take place uh, the day after said, that event. Oh, it's on the fifth. Okay. Yeah, um, but so. Uh, Check check out that website, Milton. Which one is what is? So it's gardeningvolunteers.org, dot org, and then you look for tours, um, and you'll see all this information. And then uh, Calvin, and I was reading as we were going. It says uh, because the two communities are gated, entry will be only by a free shuttle bus from Canyon Ridge Elementary School at uh, on twenty five twenty two Stone Oak Parkway. But Canyon Ridge Elementary School is where uh, the bus will be taking off. So it's from nine to three on May fourth. And again, go to gardening volunteers. Uh, dot org uh, to learn more about it gardeningvolunteers.org and we'll be talking about it some more uh, and you can uh, probably um, well I don't think it's up on the website yet on Millburgers but I bet they will be because uh, they're they're a big part of this so uh, yeah it's going to be some good stuff yeah All especially right. that deal about from having Calvin do your plan yeah that, butterfly guard that sounds really good yep so on the raffle alright so you want to lead out with a song anything else to bring and we we'll just wish people a happy Easter well, I just wish people a happy Easter. All right. Blessed so, Easter. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Mr. Easter Bunny, bring me flowers for my daddy's grave. 
my mom, it doesn't make much money, and for flowers we can't save. I'll give up all the Easter presents children always pray. If you'll do this one thing for me, I promise to behave. Mr. Easter Bunny, bring me flowers for my daddy's grave. to behave Mr. Easter Bunny bring me flowers for my dad 